Welcome to the Better Strangers Podcast. My name is Eric McEwen, and I'm your host slash participant for this show. This podcast is all about conversations and how to have them and how not to have them. So what you will be hearing is me, Eric McEwen, like I said before, having a conversation with a complete stranger. People enter their information at noisepicnic.com in the Better Strangers section. Uh, they give me their name and phone number, and I call them up and we chat, and it's it's that simple. So let's explore what kind of awkwardness I can bring out of this conversation with Daryl Ford. I gave him a call, we had a wonderful chat, and, you know, I don't want to talk too much about it beforehand, so let's just listen, and I'll see you on the other side of the conversation. So, Daryl, you are, you are the last person on the uh, Better Strangers call list. Uh, but everyone else didn't pick up, so uh, your lucky evening, I guess? That's quite possible. It has uh, vastly improved my day. <laughs> right? Good deal. Well, well you, you don't know yet. This could, end up, this could end up horribly. Well, are, are you calling to only ask for money that I don't actually owe you? Uh, I could... Well, you've provided at least four hours of entertainment through your podcast, so <laughs> if, I might owe you that money. If that, if that. Ah, good. All right, let's let's uh, let's get to know each other in a not creepy way. I could accept that. All right. Uh, a challenge. A challenge. <laughs> I think it's already a little creepy. I think I've not, uh, not uh, started off on the right foot, but... Um, yeah. So, Daryl, um, what kind of questions do, uh, do you, do you, uh, man, I'm kind of getting in the way of the, from the focus of the whole podcast thing. What? I mean, we can, we could recap what the podcast is about for the people just tuning in for the first time. That's true. All right. So, yeah, and use it as kind of a mission statement. So, this is all about having conversations with complete strangers and figuring out how conversation flows and doesn't flow. And so far, we've got the doesn't flow down, the part down, oh, son of a, it's too bad I don't edit we, this thing, huh? trouble here? I guess so. Must have been a long day. Uh, where are you from, Daryl? Uh, I'm a, originally from Michigan, mm -hmm. but uh, kind of a Midwestern nomad, currently in uh, in Omaha. Gotcha. So you're not from the UP, it doesn't sound like. Uh, no. All right. No. It's a little, a little uh, thicker accent up southeastern there. Southeastern area. Okay. Yeah. It's like two different worlds. I've only been to the UP, I think, while traveling through to Canada. Does that make sense? Does that go through there? I had to go. Oh yeah, you, you can. If you're hmm. coming from Minnesota or Wisconsin, it works that way. I was coming from Minnesota. Where in the UP? I have to ask because my fiance is, of course, from the UP. Um, I think we just oh, we we stayed someplace. Where the heck did we stay? I think it was right across the big old bridge. I know that we had pasties with uh, gravy, so that was weird. 
that does seem possible. Yeah, yeah. I'm told it's not as weird as it should be. Okay, well, that, you know, your your uh, fiancé, was it? Yes. Okay. I didn't want to, you know, part of the conversation is picking up on the details. And you said that, and I just blew right past it and almost forgot about it. So she's from the UP. Uh, does she make pasties for you? Uh, no. No, that, uh, that's rare. We normally get them imported from her friends who still live in uh, Odin and Ah, that works, too. Good deal. All right. So, uh, <laughs> damn it. Where'd you move to? Uh, moved to Omaha. Omaha. All right. Nebraska. Putting on my listening ears now. They are on. Let's see. We got fiance, Michigan, Omaha, Nebraska. Good. All right. We're forming a, a basis of common topics that we are familiar with. Uh, how's Nebraska? I'm not going to lie. It's not my favorite of the Midwest states. <laughs> is Michigan your favorite? Uh, Michigan is far and away my favorite because we actually have trees and forests. So is Nebraska just a little bare and uh, boring then? Like, uh, you don't need, listen, I've, I'm I've, not going to hold you responsible for everyone in Nebraska. So well, you, no, you, you can speak that. your mind. It's, it's hard to explain my disapproval. <laughs> is it disapproval or is it distaste? It, it, it's more disapproval. Okay. Like, it, it's got a lot in common with Indiana and I lived in Indiana for a long time. And I I enjoyed Indiana. It's just very, at least the parts that I've seen are very flat, very, mm-hmm. very boring. And because most of the time that I've lived here has been summer mm-hmm. or what's passed for summer in the past five months, there hasn't been any, you know, green. And there really? Like, well, one, I live in Omaha and... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the biggest city in Nebraska, which is exciting. But, uh, <laughs> right, woohoo! But there's there's no forest close by. There's, I mean, there's rivers, but they've been flooding mm-hmm. all year, which is imperfect. So what you're saying is there's not uh, enough water parks. Am I hearing you right? Or well, I'd rather have lakes than water parks. But are you kidding me? No Come on now. What? You can't slide down a lake. Well, that that's true, but you can, I don't know, be on a boat. So, uh, so, enjoying a frosty adult beverage. Yeah, that's true. And our age. Does Nebraska have any reservoirs? Because as near I... as we can tell from the maps, there's like three uh-huh. within two hours of here, but... Gross. We don't, yeah. That's, uh, is that, is that kind of a destination that people actually go to? They drive two hours out to go to the, uh, air quotes beach? Uh, not for like swimming, but for, for fishing, it seems like yes. Huh. All right. Yeah. Reservoirs are, are 
sad little things, aren't they? Yeah, they're, I mean, sometimes they're perfect because they're, you know, designed so that you can mm-hmm. enjoy riding in your boat or right. or whatnot. But they're, it's not like being on Lake Michigan or Lake Erie. Or, right, no, those are big old real lakes. I was on a family vacation, and we went from Minnesota up through the Badlands, Colorado, and down through uh, through to Kansas. We went back through Kansas for some reason. And we drove and drove and drove and ended up in the middle of Kansas. And a park ranger said, oh, yeah, we got a, or no, not a park ranger, but someone said they got a really nice park out here. Here's where you want to camp. They were thinking about making it a national state park at one point. And we get out there, and it's a reservoir with one boat on there with a, a water skier behind it and just dry, dusty dirt everywhere, not a lick of green as far as you could see. So just this dirt bowl with the water in it. And boy, oh boy, were they excited to send us there and show us what Kansas was all about. Yeah, that's, uh, well, that's Nebraska for you. My experience with Nebraska, but that's, that's what Nebraska is. All right. So I'm going to, whenever you say Nebraska, I'm just going to think of Kansas. That's fair. Don't say it to anybody from Nebraska. Uh, if you meet them in person. Okay. Are they, is there a pride to Nebraska? There's, there's a lot. When, uh, when we moved here, I mean, obviously we come from another Big Ten state. Mm-hmm. And Nebraska just joined the Big Ten and they insisted, oh, you, you moved here and you're not wearing red. You have to wear Oscar <laughs> red. And in fact, I, I told them I don't, but. They they assume that as soon as you're in Nebraska, you should never leave, or not never leave, but you should never want to leave. Huh. Do they have so, any pamphlets for you to explain their reasoning? Uh, no. Hmm. It seems sort of like the, the people who never want to leave Nebraska were either born somewhere in Nebraska or basically grew up, and by the time, eh, I, I guess basically it's just people who never, like, never left the state. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, have you read Cat's Cradle before? I, I have, but it's been so long that I don't remember anything aside from, you know, what the cover of my copy was like. <laughs> Well, that's something. Uh, there's a, you know, it's... I, I'm not going to get too far into it, but there's a, a religion throughout the book of some, like, Buddhist feller, or I don't know what you want to call it. But one of the writings talks about uh, a term they use called uh, the Grandfaloon, which is just this arbitrary, like, connection when there is no connection. So, like, we're all we're all in Nebraska, so we're all best friends now. Or just this pride over... You know, like, uh, we all like the same sports team, so, you know, just this, it's not a real group, it's a fake, fake, uh, uh, you know, 
Um, he, you know, he's a he's a writer. He says it a lot better than in my uh, stuttering. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I understand. Yeah, I got my point across. Nice. Through yeah, well, and it's it's pretty accurate. Nebraska yeah. only has the one Division One school, mm-hmm. at least in football, and no pro sports teams to speak of. So, you are a Nebraska Husker, even if you went to. Creighton University. Uh-huh. You should be a Blue Jay. Just the Huskers then, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, here in Minnesota, there's just so <laughs> so much to do besides, you know, the uh, the college that I think maybe it's not the biggest thing for people to grip onto. Like we have lakes, well, for instance. Well, you guys have proteins. Right, yeah. And you have reasonable recreational activities because, let's be honest, lakes are pretty awesome. They are, although I don't like swimming. I can do it, but I don't see much point to it. Does that make sense? I would assume the only point was to not drown. Yeah, yeah, and I can do that on land. I'm doing a very good job of it right now, actually. Very impressive. Right? Thanks. Must be even easier in Nebraska. Sadly. <laughs> Sadly, yes. So, uh, what's the, uh, you know, what's the deal with moving from uh, a nicer state to Nebraska? Is it job or family or? Uh, it's definitely a job thing. Okay. So. Her, her company uh, offered her a promotion, excuse me, a promotion mm-hmm. to uh, move to Nebraska. And that's hard to turn down in the recent Michigan economy. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, all those uh, factories shutting down in Flint. Yeah. That's recent, right? That's pretty recent. That's relatively recent right well, basically everything everything yeah. was shutting down for three years and yeah it's picking up but not but not enough not the boom times yeah hmm so nebraska there's it's not that there's a particular industry she's a uh, civil engineer i'm a mechanical engineer mm-hmm. and there's a lot of infrastructure work. So. Okay. What did you uh, What did you major in in college for? Did was it strictly mechanical engineer, or was there a focus you had? Uh, I was just mechanical engineering. Okay. I contemplated applied physics, but it didn't really mean anything. I just thought it sounded cool. <laughs> I had a roommate who was majoring in physics, and it was like two more classes to major in astrophysics. Or it was something, probably more than two classes, but he majored in physics and astrophysics just because it was uh, uh, easier. And that sounds pretty impressive, but it doesn't mean you can do that much. Yeah. I Basically, everyone I know who majored in astrophysics, which is three people from undergrad mm-hmm. are still in school. And Meredith, yeah, Meredith is getting her PhD and Leah is 
and she just applied to Cambridge. She just finished her master's earlier this year. Jeez. So astrophysics pretty much means, uh, is, is Latin for go to more school. Yes. Okay. Good to know. I mean, they happen to be people who, for the most part, enjoy being students. Yeah, that is not... I mean, I can understand it, but I can't get behind it myself. It's fair. It uh, unfortunately does take a certain kind of uh, personality to (laughs) enjoy being in school for longer than, I'll say, six years. Yeah. I was happy to be done with the mandatory stuff in high school and, you know, stuck around college for a few years and that was, that was good enough. It was pretty good. Didn't need any more. You are, you are world famous now, so (laughs) I'd have to argue that it's worked out fairly well. That's true. All the way from Germany to Nebraska. It's true. I believe. I'm not going to remember where she said she was originally from. I feel like she was from Iowa originally. Yes. Iowa doesn't, you know, there's people who know me in Iowa just from, uh, you know, driving through there and maybe uh, not tipping them or something. That's a lie. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I was kind of close by. They have lots of fields everywhere. Corn, lots of corn. Yeah, that's well, that's a siren. I hear that. Also, yes. Yeah. They heard you were talking I, bad about Nebraska. No, I live right by two of the hospitals here, which is convenient in the event that I get <laughs> myself a concussion somehow, but uh-huh. occasionally inconvenient. We used to live by a hospital uh, when I was growing up, which was... I don't know how often we made use of it being that close. There weren't too many emergency trips, except uh, uh, there was a ramekin that fell once and kind of shattered uh, glass on the on the floor, and that was put away in the garbage, and my dad was pushing down on the garbage to crush it down a little more, and that poked out and sliced his wrist, like, straight up the vein. Um, so it was convenient to have the hospital there then. That was pretty nice. I could see where you would want that, uh, that option. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So go ahead and, uh, yeah, make use of those hospitals. Actually, you should, uh, uh, you should, uh, uh, tempt the Reaper and see what you can get away with. Spice up Nebraska a little bit. Kind of like, uh, Maybe. what was it? Scanners? No, it's the one where, what's Scanners a... was, uh, that's the sci-fi movie where, uh, I think Scanners anyway, where they, uh, the med students, like, kill themselves and then revive themselves. Is that Scanners? Pretty sure. Is it? Or is it Flatliners? We're going to call it 70% sure. 70% sure. Okay, I'm going to say it's Flatliners. Maybe. I think if I wasn't on the phone, I could look it up on my phone. I know. I I have sequestered, I have to shut everything down uh, during these so I don't constantly, you know, I'm not playing solitaire or anything, but it's like, I'll just 
check Twitter while I'm having this conversation. And it's just, you know, that's something that is missing with chatting these days, too, is just all the distractions. Blackberries yeah. and just, uh, 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 everything just seems so fractured. I absolutely understand that and suffer from that problem myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not saying I don't do it either. Of course I do it. Everyone doesn't. Everyone should do it because sometimes people just aren't interesting. I'm not saying you, Daryl. I'm not saying you. Oh, no, I'm well aware that I'm not interesting. uh, (laughs) I I thought I would sign up anyway and just give you a terrible episode of your podcast. (laughs) Well, let's go on. Except for my uh, uh, horribleness in the beginning, I think it's going all right. Pretty good. As long you know, as long as you're from some place that I've never been, I learned something horrible about Nebraska. Yeah, I'm really gonna hope that nobody I know in Nebraska hears this because they might punch me in the face. <laughs> but we'll, we'll find out. Um, hmm. Do you have a twin? I have a twin. I do not have a biological twin. Uh-huh. I, I I do have uh, a gentleman that I referred to as my evil twin since how old am I? Yeah, so fourteen years ago. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. Nineteen ninety-seven. Yes. Ninety-seven. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> well, explain that a little more. Evil twin. Uh, evil twin. Yeah. Uh, short version. Uh, we were attending this uh, summer camp at Indiana University, uh, and even though we, well, I don't think we look that much alike, and he doesn't think we look that much alike, mm-hmm. everyone at the camp was convinced that we were the same person, <laughs> or at least similar enough to confuse us. Awesome. So, for example, one day I slept in, and they went on a like field trip or whatever it's called when you're at summer camp as opposed to in school. And they're like, oh, there's Daryl. Good enough. Because he was there. <laughs> it didn't occur to them to check to see if he was also there. But, wow. So they just then, assumed uh, he was, that's, that's pretty incredible. It's fair. And uh, later, my my junior year of high school, I uh, I met one of my She's now one of my closest friends, uh, going to be in my wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, after about five minutes of talking to me, she's like, man, you just really remind me of this guy I used to know from from Fort Wayne. And I asked her if it was him. She was like, that's absolutely terrifying that you knew without me asking or anything. That's I was like, yeah, we, we get that a lot. That is creepy. Yeah. Huh. We also dated two of the same girls. I'm fairly sure it was two of the same girls. Not simultaneously. Right, right. Well, they they must have a type. Obviously, you should date him. It's true. That sounds... I like to think that it's handsome and not evil, but (laughs) I don't know. They dated him, too. Did you ever... Did you ever take advantage or at least try and uh, fuck around with some people? Not, not really. Ah. Like, we're, 
we're very rarely in the same place. Yeah. And generally when we are, it's, hey, we're at the same party and <laughs> we're evil twins. I haven't seen you in, you know, a year and a half. Yeah. He, he's a, uh, he, he went to West Point, so he's, he's career military and gotcha. often been deployed. When he comes back, it's basically we should go to the bar, catch up, and then not remember that we caught up. <laughs> That sounds about right for a a it it's yeah it'd be weird to have someone who reminded everyone of you it'd be weird to hang around them cuz I don't know if I'd want to hang around me it seems like that seems pretty standard for everyone right when everyone get kind of annoyed with someone who is exactly like them I I think so yeah I mean, yeah, my favorite part of hanging out with him was always the arguments and or attempts at one-upsmanship. Mm-hmm. I can't say that word or series of hyphenated words. Don't worry, I've been saying words wrong all over the place. That's probably fair. Yeah, so I've got I've got you beat, so don't worry about it. So one-upsmanship with uh, Evil Daryl. Yes. I I think I saw my twin once at a grocery store. He had, like, chin-length hair and he was wearing overalls. I think I was just staring at him. I don't think he felt the same way because he was like, who's it? Uh, just kind of uh, made his way away after begging his groceries. But I was like, that's... is it, it? Did I time travel? What's going on? Is he here to warn me about something? It's possible. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely would have taken that as a, a sign. Mm-hmm. Do you watch, or have you watched, now that it's been like the ninth year, uh, How I Met Your Mother? Yes, but... I think we stopped. I think we stopped this last season. Okay. Well, yeah. If you saw. Oh yeah, everyone's looking for their. Uh, uh, their doppelganger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a sign that they're supposed to make some sort of important life choice. Damn it! I totally missed that. Then I think I went home and I don't know, ate some Reese's pieces or something. It's uh, at, at the risk of a spoiler alert of. Two or three seasons ago. Oh, spoiler alert! With, uh, Wait, it's way past that. People should be well, caught up by now. And yeah, it is I, a little sitcom. Yeah, but it, it's a show that should have ended probably at the fourth year, but kept going. That's true. But Lily, uh, Allison Hannigan's character, wanted mm-hmm. to get pregnant. She said once they found everybody's doppelganger, that they would start trying to have a baby. So everybody was going out of their way to find doppelgangers. That's not how doppelgangers work. They should. Well, no, you're not supposed to assign the the value of your doppelganger before you meet them. Right. I mean, maybe you were supposed to buy Oreos when you were in that grocery store. Oh, damn it! Maybe it did change for the for the the right way. Maybe I bought the right thing. I thought I'd see him again. At the same grocery store at some point, but I never have. 
because I frequent that store, and he's never there. Maybe someday he'll be there, and it will be beautiful, and we'll both break down and cry. Or something less creepy, you know. I would go for less creepy. Yeah, I guess. Like, when it's at a bar, you just get to say, hey, (laughs) buy you a beer, guy who looks like he might be me. Yeah, I should hang out in more bars. You you know it's not real. Yeah. And if you have enough beers, it might be, you might think of it as a beautiful dream. That's also possible. Right. In fact, that's that's actually a good plan for a lot of life. (laughs) It all seems better through a haze. Well, not, not through a haze per se, but if all of your dreams are beautiful... Yeah. That'd be pretty nice. That's true. But everyone has nightmares. I think. I definitely do. I don't remember. What was the last... Do you remember the last nightmare that, like, totally freaked you out? Uh, I don't know. I don't know that it was the last one. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, I I fell asleep watching TBS or one of those channels that very funny. Excuse me. Yeah, (laughs) this one was not that funny. They somewhere around like one a.m. It was uh, Castaway. Okay. And the sound of the the sound of the waves just made me think I was drowning in my dream. Oh. And. Jerked violently awake and fell out of bed. <laughs> well, not bed, couch. Right, couch. I was sleeping on the couch. Still, but not kept... a big fan, as we have discussed, because drowning is not the right thing to do at the beach. No, doesn't drowning sound like the worst? It's it's pretty bad. It's because it seems like you'd be kind of conscious while it's going on and there's nothing you can do about it because it's just surrounding you and you can't get away from it. And eventually you're going to have to reflexively breathe in. And then water will go in and you'd panic and you'd still be stuck. That sounds awful. Yeah, there's my my two least favorite hypothetical deaths. <laughs> that I think about it a lot, but... Drowning and being on fire. Oh, yeah, being on as fire. As a general being... rule, there's nothing that can happen to you while you're on fire. But you're, you're, you're like, you know what? This, my life is so much better now that I'm on fire. You know, <laughs> your life is not better. You're on fire. Right. Or you're drowning. Yeah, it's it's not one of those deaths like the, the way I've heard suffocation described, for huh. example, is you you feel like you're falling asleep, but drowning, and uh, I just feel like you'd be fighting it the whole time. Yeah. And your struggles would get worse, but uh, <laughs> also are... that got very dark and sort of depressing. Right. I'm glad we got away from beautiful dreams into nightmares. Yes. Um, yeah. Before we get off of nightmares and horrible things, I think my most vivid nightmare was... Uh, there was a, when I was younger, there was a, there was a pit with, uh, some like bleachers suspended above it. And I was hanging out underneath the bleachers, kind of hanging from above. 
and there was this terrifying dog down in the pit. And I couldn't climb up the bleachers. I was kind of stuck there. And then I realized, hey, this is a dream. And if I kill myself, I'll wake up. So I just dropped down because I figured the dog would kill me. But no, no, I, I just uh, watched it tear me apart for a good minute before I finally woke up. It wasn't this snap instant thing. It was this horrible, horrible decision. I'm not going to lie. I'm not jealous of, uh, of that particular dream. <laughs> no. Not fun at all. That would probably be in my all-time top five worst dreams if I had had it instead of you. Yeah. It's very, um, very... I think I was scared of dogs for a while after that. Now who cares? I'm bigger than them. That's fair. All right. I still don't feel like I'm bigger than dogs. Well, it's just me. you should hang around some uh, uh, chihuahuas or something. Maybe. Those guys are kind of vicious, though. That's true. They know what they want. I don't know if that's true. Are they, is it true? Uh, I don't know why they're vicious. <laughs> I do know that they are, like, relatively speaking, more vicious than a lot of other dogs. They are vicious for their size. They have more viciousness per ounce. Yeah, I can accept that as, as probably factual. I've, Which is I've, good because I think I said it first. Yeah. Huh. Yes. I think, uh, no, I just realized right there that I've been, sometimes I just agree with something. Like, yeah, of course. Um, with a fact someone says without actually knowing or necessarily necessarily believing that's true. Maybe from a kind of need to either, I don't know, not not to get into an argument or something? That sounds right. I mean, not like you'd get into an argument about whether uh, chihuahuas are vicious or not, unless you're drunk at a bar. And then you'd forget it anyway, like we talked about. That's true. I would, I would hope that. Huh. Yeah, I don't know if I randomly agree with not randomly, but I don't know if I compulsively agree with people when they yeah things are true. It's like a habit that I just have to. I'm not looking to get into more fights unless I'm talking about Nebraska. And then I'll fight any man who says Nebraska is a great state. But, yeah, this this off-the-cuff agreeing is weird. I mean, you almost stop being who you are or a person at that point. You're just this uh, blob who just nods. And that's no good for anybody. Unless you get paid for that. being a high school student. Yeah. If you're part of an entourage, that's probably what you want to do. You do not want to be kicked out of the entourage for disagreeing. That that does seem pretty likely. Mm-hmm. I can't say I've ever been part of an entourage, but from my understanding from watching one episode of that <laughs> not very good TV show. I think you mean very bad. 
I, I do mean very bad, but I didn't know your uh, your stance on it. See? See, you're hedging your bets there. That's almost like me agreeing with something just for the heck of it. You can say your opinion about Entourage like a man. Come on now, Daryl. Well, that's that's true. I, I have a tendency to uh, obfuscate my views. <laughs> I'm mostly sure I said that one correct, by the way. Correctly. Obfuscate. Yeah. I don't think I've ever... I say to obscure the, uh, the views and opinions that I might truly hold. I don't think I've ever said or written that word until just now. I don't know if I'll use it again, but it's a good word. Describes well. All right. I'm a pretty big fan of it. So Entourage, we both agree, it was a pretty dumb show. And you only watched one episode, and I watched seasons and seasons of it. So we can both agree. Did you watch Lost? I watched the first season of Lost. That's... But uh, my library did not have season two okay. when I was done with season one. Good. And I wasn't willing to invest in buying the DVDs. Right. I think you're good. You can you can stop and you'll be fine. Okay. It, uh, season two is pretty good. Season three is all right. And then, you know, uh, it doesn't get any better. In fact, you might say it gets worse. But does it get Worse. Yes. Well, if you yeah. like, uh, if you like a big middle finger pointed at you, uh, then, then it would be great. But most people don't like that. So yeah, you are good there. with one season of Lost. Just watch Star Trek, uh, the movie again and again, and you'll be fine. Okay. Are we referring to the original or are we referring to the uh, other J.J. Abrams? Yeah, just another J.J. Abrams thing with a beginning, middle, and end that actually makes sense. Yeah, if you want a full experience. Uh, this is one of those points where I don't want to argue. Uh-oh. It's a really stupid argument to have. But I, like, I enjoyed the Abrams Star Trek, but it didn't really have an end that made sense. Mm, what was... Oh, it was because the... It, uh, it suffers from the time travel issue. Yeah, that's true. A lot true. of his stuff suffers from. So you had the two Spocks, and the old Spock went away? Just traveled someplace? He got back in the... His little like, scooter machine. And, <laughs> and went off to repopulate Vulcans with the other seven Vulcans or whatever. Oh, yeah. Could survive. Yeah. It wasn't, uh... Yeah, I'm having a hard time actually remembering what the plot was. I think that says something for it. Yeah, well, it was it was a phenomenal action movie. Yeah, yeah. But the, the problem is, since watching it, first time <laughs> I've I've had the time to think about it <laughs> and then you 
run up against the, well, if they're really trying to get rid of Kirk off the ship, why would they jettison him to a planet that actually has a Starfleet base or whatever right. that he found Scotty on? And the more the logic of all of that. The, the more I thought about Inception, the more I disliked it. I thought it was a pretty good, uh, when I got out of it, it was like, yeah, that was pretty good. That was fun. And then I, it wasn't even like an hour later. I'm like, wait a second. That wasn't a very good movie at all. Yeah, yeah. I, Inception is one of those where when we left the theater, I was convinced I was going to buy it on DVD as soon as it came out. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about that last scene and I was convinced I should never watch it again. <laughs> I, I, the, Not because I thought it was bad, but the more more times you are exposed to the little details in that movie, mm -hmm. the, I don't know, the more you attempt to break up the logic of it, since it's supposed to be dream-based, there shouldn't be logic. Yeah. The whole terrible thing. Yeah, my biggest problems were... Well, number one, uh, when his wife killed herself and then blamed him. Um, yeah, she was in a different building. I'm pretty sure the police could figure out she wasn't pushed. Because police are smart like that. They would figure that out. And if it was dream-based, and... But dreams have to make sense or else the people in them know something's up. That's not a dream. I got torn apart by a dog, and that was normal. People are, you know, you can do whatever the hell you want in a dream, and people aren't going to understand. I think the rules of the world were just not clear enough or or yeah. solid enough for my liking. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's one of the many potential problems with science fiction. Right. If you just told the rules in rapid succession... Oh, okay, that's perfectly fine, but mm -hmm. the more you think about it, the less sense it makes. Yeah. What do you think about Blade Runner? Blade Runner. I'm not going to lie, Blade uh -huh. Runner is one of those movies that I've actually never seen. Alright, that's fine. And, well, not smart so much as I'm told there's five current definitive versions <laughs> and they all mean different things and so I don't know which version I'm supposed to see. Yeah. That's true. It's uh Yeah. I've seen one version a couple times. Don't think I liked it. There's movies I keep trying to like. Like I've seen Blade Runner a couple times. I've seen Clockwork Orange a couple times. None of those are to my liking. Clockwork Orange was a really good book. It was really weird. Uh, Anthony Burgess uh, just wrote it all in some made-up slang language. And, the, and at the beginning, you have no idea what the heck's going on or what they're even talking about. But you actually learn it as you continue reading. So it was pretty interesting. I actually do think that one, I mean, that was 
I don't want to call it well done science fiction, but that's that's the way you're supposed to do science fiction. You kind of drop your audience in the environment and just tell them eventually you'll get it. Yeah. And if you've done it well, eventually they they understand everything. Right. You don't. Of how much light you use. Either. Yeah, if you explain too much, then you can poke holes in the plot. And if you don't explain enough, then people are left confused. But if you just set up the world and then, you know, everyone agrees upon that, like, this is where we are and this is what's happening. Okay, let's go. You just dropped into a set piece. And as long as that kind of is that stays the same, then it's going to be fine. It's going to be all right. To, to build off of kind of what I know of your background, that's also kind of what I felt about effective uh, improv. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, improv is all about just being in whatever you create. So it doesn't matter what you do. You could be on a, a ice cream shop on Mars, and as long as someone isn't going, "Wow, it's really weird," we're on a uh, ice cream shop on Mars, you know, as long as you treat it like that's normal, that's where you are, and here's what's happening, then, you know, you can make something out of that. But if you're if you're calling attention to, uh, this isn't normal, then it's, who who cares? Who, we don't want to know why it's not normal. We want to see what happens in this environment, in this setting. And yeah. Yeah, that that ties into scientific or scientific science fiction, uh, pretty pretty well. Hmm, I haven't thought about it like that. I know, just I'm just expanding your mind all over the place. I know, right? I'm gonna totally lay this on my uh, improv students tomorrow night. Fair enough. Although it's mostly girls, I don't know how into sci-fi they are. Uh, they're smart enough. They'll you, get it. Yeah, if you if you squint hard enough, Harry Potter is science fiction. <laughs> yep. Though I would argue it's not the best of science fiction. I can't say that too loud. My fiance will come over and punch me. Oh man, you're saying punchable things all over the place. Well, only if she can hear me. <laughs> she can't. Did you read those dumb books? I read uh, all seven of them during summer of 2008. Oh, man. I was, I was not pleased. Were you sick and trapped somewhere with someone holding a gun to your head? Or... I was studying for the bar exam. <laughs> I, that doesn't sound like you're doing it right. Well, no, it, you, you have to build in breaks to the bar exam. Mm-hmm. You also, generally speaking, have just spent about $100,000 to go to law school. So your entertainment budget is very small. Mm -hmm. And if you're like me, you're dating a girl, because of course you are, who owns all seven Harry Potter books. Of course. Oh, boy. It's like free entertainment. Yeah, yeah. But what? (laughs) All right. So after... The nonsensical slavery is bad subplot that we all know slavery is bad. Um, why are you? Why do you have house gnomes to teach us that slavery is bad? 
Um, how did you keep yourself going? Through Harry Potter or through yeah, the bar? Through Harry Potter. Well, is there a part in the bar where they talk about slavery being bad? Uh, there, you get all sorts of hypothetical questions okay. that test your understanding of the Constitution or the Constitution of your state or things like that. So the 14th Amendment is... 14th? Head again. 14th and 19th. It's one of those amendments, which obviously I've forgotten, uh, that is potentially available to be tested uh-huh. uh, as far as you know, paying people for goods and services and not owning people. Ah, right. Yeah. But in, in the case of Harry Potter, it, it's one of those things where people insist that if you just keep going, it's amazing and it will change your life. And since the people I went to law school with are, in fact, grown-ups and or the same age as me, uh-huh. I assumed, oh, okay, well, you must be mature enough to understand whether or not it becomes a good book when you're still in your 20s. <laughs> right. And so I powered through it on the, the expectation that it would be great at the end. And I did not find it great. <laughs> well, there's your problem is trusting people. Never trust anybody. Well, now those people are lawyers, and I know not to trust them. (laughs) At the time, at the time, I didn't know. You didn't know any better. Ah, well, you you learned a hard lesson. That's that's true. Now, uh, are there any other tests you're going to find yourself studying for? Any any uh, uh, qualification tests you need uh, being a mechanical engineer or such? Uh, I could potentially take the professional engineer's exam, but I would rather not because after you take the bar exam, you basically never want to take another test Mm -hmm. in your life. All right. Well, if if you do end up doing that, make sure... There are no Twilight books in the house, or else you will be screwed into reading those. Yeah. Unless no, you already I, have. Well, no, I haven't, but like even the people who enjoy Twilight admit that it's not a good series or a well-written series. Hmm. And Might be some like, I, 14-year-old girls who disagree, but I think we're talking about uh, uh, adults. Yes, okay. I'm, I'm talking people in their, their late 20s. Who... People who have read more than Julie Bloom. Judy Bloom? Well, Judy Bloom was fantastic, and I think now she's actually writing books more for adults. I hope they still have to do with feelings. I, I honestly don't know if that's case but i feel like i feel like that might be the case (laughs) yeah well we'll say it is okay so she's still plugging along good for her yeah she still hasn't written uh are you there god it's me jamiroquai which i've been hoping for uh keep crossing your fingers yeah maybe it's already maybe the title is owned by a movie studio and they won't release it to her 
one of the I know that was a mouse over joke on one of the comics I read. I feel like it was uh Akewood. Uh, ah. Have has he uh has Onstead started up again or is he still not making new ones? I haven't gone back in like two months. Mm-hmm. The last one I last one I read on his site was what's this? You updated the website randomly after like nine months, <laughs> and it was—I mean, it was a really well written comic, but it was—it was basically a big. I may or may not ever do this again. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I have a few of those books sitting up on my shelf. Those are good times. Isn't the Perrywood Bible Fellowship updating again? I think that guy started doing new ones. Nobody told me. I, there was a new one, like about three weeks ago, and then I forgot and haven't checked again. But there was. A oh new... yeah, I haven't. I haven't been catching up on any of my comics in the past three weeks, really. Past month, I should say. Nebraska's really got you down. Well, sort of Nebraska, but also I'm entering a well entering. I guess wedding season just began. Oh, that's my right. Friends. So, so you've been going to a lot of weddings, and also preparing. Yes, preparing, going to weddings, and going to a bachelor party. Right. Which means not catching up on your comments so every day the way that you would like. You're saying there's more important things than going through your RSS feed. And reading the most recent comics. Pretty much. All right. Fair enough. I mean, much to my chagrin, but... So how long uh, do you have until you are hitched? Uh, we are the middle of November. October, November. All right. Coming up pretty soon. So is that all happening in Nebraska, just because you're there, or are you going to where friends and family are? We're we're definitely going back to Michigan. Okay, <laughs> good. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. Kind of hard to do it long distance there, but still. Well, yeah, therein lies the other problem. If I don't have somebody's wedding to go to, mm-hmm. then I should be trying to get to Michigan to make my life easier in two months. Right. Oh, well, good luck with that. It'll be fine. Thank you, sir. It'll be great. I hope so. November, November. It's... No, that's getting pretty cold. I assume it's inside. That would be ridiculous if it was Uh, outside. Yes. Definitely an indoor indoor thing. Though in the recent past we have occasionally had like sixty five degree days in Michigan in November. Yeah, the weather likes to mess there's with you. A, yeah, there's a tendency for the first snow to fall like the last week of October though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really likes to to flirt with Halloween. Like it's chilly enough now, what if we Cause some problems for you. We got a huge snowstorm when I was younger on Halloween. Just dumped like 
two feet, three feet. It was a lot. I was small. It was probably seemed bigger. It was pretty big though. I think early it's enough to cancel the candy consumption. Yeah. Although we didn't have to go to school the next day, so we could stay home and eat candy. That was probably all right. The, the only time I can remember that kind of weather, it was it wasn't very much snow, but it was like there was a weather advisory, and we were told you were not allowed to trick or treat. Really? Of, yeah. yeah. Like, public was... safety. Potentially freeze. So the city declared Halloween canceled. Pretty much. That sounds like a a storybook. Hey, we should get a, a Judy Bloom on the horn. I think she would be very interested in this idea. That's, that's possible. All right. Well, let's uh, mail this to ourselves so we have it copyrighted. And then approach Judy Bloom. As, as a fun little fact, you totally don't have to mail it to yourself to have it copyrighted. Don't you? You are publishing. Well, you just need to have it, you know, published in a fixed form. Ah. And this would be publication in a fixed form once it's on the iTunes. That's true. That makes sense now. Um, did you find this on the iTunes? Uh, I find this. I swear I should know the name of your comic, and my <laughs> brain is just not currently working. You found it through blanketcomics.com. Yeah. Yes, occasionally I do scroll down below the comics <laughs> and, and see what you guys have to say. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a, it's... Yeah, comic websites are kind of weird. There's no good way to focus on the art and also, like, here's some information. So, yeah, below is as good as it gets. Usually it's a little scroll down to go, hey, why isn't the comic updated? I think I'll read it. I think I'll read why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can probably... Uh, uh, you don't have to check that anytime soon. Well, it might be updated Wednesday. I don't know. We'll see. I've got it written. I'll tell you that much. Fair. Then again, I don't have that a half the battle. I don't have a new baby, so I guess uh, I have it pretty easy. He didn't want to just keep the old baby. I know. You think he wouldn't have? If you, will. you think he wouldn't uh, have traded in that older baby? Those ones can often like hold up their own heads. <laughs> Seems like, yeah. Why would you want to train valuable. a new baby all all from the start again? Got to keep with the old baby. They're dancing and singing and keeping their head up. Uh, I really don't spend very much time with babies. I have no idea if they do any of those things. Uh, babies are... Uh, I'll get one of those eventually. I'm, I'm, Yeah, I'm always nervous when holding one, because it just feels like you're going to snap it. 
Like, I don't, this seems really fragile. This is probably a bad idea to hand this to me. Because <laughs> you, you guys are protective of this baby, right? Because I don't see why, how you could hand this to me if you were protecting it. Might not be the best idea. Well, most people aren't very good at risk risk assessment. <laughs> There's, That's... I mean, that reason for it. Right. I mean, they know I will know I will not intentionally harm their child, but you know, some people aren't so adept or comfortable or knowledgeable about these things. They assume they are. And it's hard to say, no, no, that's all right. I don't need to touch your baby. Because that sounds off-putting. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I sort of long for the days of selfishness where we didn't want to share literally everything with each other. <laughs> like, I, I think the worst experience for me was random pregnant woman noticed that I noticed she was pregnant. She was like, do you oh. want to touch it? And I was like, no. no. <laughs> what? Oh, I, I, I have no idea who you are, and I'm not really that interested. I just happened to look up, and, it, you know, you have that awkward moment where uh, you made eye contact with that stranger. How long are you supposed to keep your eyes there before it's too weird? <laughs> Cause if you if you glance immediately away, oh, well, they think you were staring at them, and they just caught you. It's just no. I'm surveying the surveying the bus or surveying the train. Uh-huh. Okay. So you're you're not at like a party or something. You're just out somewhere. Saw a pregnant stranger, made eye contact, and they approached you saying, "Do you want to touch their belly?" Yes. That is weird. Uh, yes. That's I super have weird. To say it was. And I've never been pregnant, and I don't plan on being pregnant myself. But that doesn't seem like part of the deal. That seems like that crazy lady's weird thing and not pregnant people's weird thing. Because yeah. I know if I was pregnant, I wouldn't want people touching my belly. Strangers. My husband probably could if I had a husband, if I was a lady. Right? I, I understand the hypothetical. Good. That's fair. No, that is... I think it's the the new Facebook, Twitter, like, centric culture where this thing is happening, let me post 90 pictures of my baby mm-hmm. on Facebook. And... Right, right. And, then, you know, I'm not helping that with this weird old podcast. This is definitely oversharing for everyone involved. But it's, you know, there's there's a line between that oversharing of everything and just trying to I just can just connect with other people on a human level maybe it's all the impersonalness of online and the the um and how how at a distance everyone is in public there's nothing wrong with chat striking up a chat with someone but uh, touching the belly goes a little far. Yeah, I, I can definitely agree. If you were chatting with them for a while, 
then I could see that. But just because you made eye contact, it's like a weird fairy tale. Like a Grimm's fairy tale, if she makes eye contact. It's like she lost a, uh, would you rather. Oh, that's, yeah. Would you rather have yeah. someone touch your belly every time you make eye contact or have razor blades for teeth? You know, and she picked, oh, well, touch my belly. Certainly. That's, that's, that's a pretty easy choice in that situation. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping she was just one of those women who was super pumped to be pregnant and like, hey, I want to share this you know, joy with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That is still weird. Except for insane hypotheticals. I can't. I can't make this right. It's going to stay weird. I'm sorry. No, that's if all right. You want, I can, I can totally change the topic with a classy segue. <laughs> well, first, let me say I like that story a whole lot because it's super weird and creepy. Um, but let's hear the segue you have. Oh, that was the whole segue. Oh, your segue was talking about us being a segue. Yeah. Oh man, it's, it's not in fact a very good segue. You do totally. Uh, uh, that was a very meta segue. Yeah. A segue within a, a segue. A bait and switch. Yeah. We can go two levels deep on this segue. Oh, now it sounds like segue, segue, segue. Now I'm thinking the, the, the stupid machine. Have you seen people on segue tours? I have not seen people on the tours, but I have seen like the shop, I guess, the mm-hmm. offer. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, they look like, I don't know how it looks like this, but they're zipping around like they're squirrels. Just, I don't know, fucking around. It's, it's a weird sort of freedom slash, uh, enclosed, you know, they're enclosed in this machine, but they're also just freewheeling around. It's, it's an odd juxtaposition. Yeah, I can completely understand that. Yeah. They always seem odd to me, <laughs> but I also mostly see them when it's like mall security guards. Yeah. Riding around on the Segway. And that is just kind of asking for uh, making fun of them anyway. That's That's true. I was always a much bigger fan of <laughs> I, I don't know what the polite term for that is. Or, I mean, I guess small security officer is probably adequate. Right, right. Have you seen Serve and Protect? I think it was the... Uh, was that the Seth one Rogen is, one? One is Seth Rogen and one is Kevin James. Yeah. I've seen the Kevin James one. Okay. I've not seen the Seth Rogen one. Seth Rogen one is really dark. Um... I think I, w- I wasn't enjoying it that much until the end. It's like, oh, that made it all worth it. Um, so I don't know if I'd recommend it, but it was a pretty good ending. Wait, why'd you watch the Kevin James one? Why? Yeah. It was $2 or $3 in the 
blockbuster ridiculous bargain bin. <laughs> Wait, did you? So hold on, are you saying you purchased it? Yes. All right. Are you happy with it? Oh, it was cheaper than renting it realistically uh-huh. at right. the time. Or I don't know. I, I don't remember what my logic was. <laughs> I don't remember how much rentals cost in 2008 or 2009, whatever time I bought that. Uh-huh. But I know the the argument I always used was if you bought it in the 399 bin and you watched it twice, uh-huh. it was a better deal than renting it. So on the off chance that I like it at all, mm-hmm. it's it's worth the risk. All right. Now, going back to our our uh, uh, agreeing to what people are saying and are not forming opinions in case someone else's is opposite, what did you actually think of uh, that Kevin James movie? It was, like, I could understand why it did well in mm-hmm. theaters. I mean, it didn't do well well, but it did fairly well. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, it wasn't a, it was a well-structured, like, forget things kind of comedy, mm-hmm. as opposed to a well-structured movie. Okay. Did you enjoy yourself? I, I enjoyed it, but not enough to watch it twice. Okay. So you lost money on the deal there, but you had a good time. Yes. All right. Fair enough. See, when people... It, it, se- it almost seems like entrapment. Because, you know, if you state your opinion, then someone has something to hold against you if they think opposite or something like that. Maybe we're all just trying to protect ourselves from being blackmailed by Kevin James. Uh, you know. I don't know. I mean, aside from hearing that The Zookeeper is not a very good film, mm-hmm. like, Kevin James seems to be doing pretty good, like, with his life. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think he'd be bitter. No, if no. He said, I didn't love your movie. <laughs> no, I'm sure he's doing. He's doing all right. I'm sure he's he's at least he's not doing a movie where he is his own twin sister. That's true. Out of the stars of Chuck and Le- Chuck and Larry, yeah, oh, he's uh, he's definitely having the better post Chuck and Larry career. <laughs> That's true. What is Adam Sandler doing? He's either throwing away money or making money or I, I don't I can't ever tell right it's weird because punk punch drunk love was was really good it's like oh he can do serious stuff maybe he should uh you know I mean not necessarily do hard-hitting dramas all the time but he doesn't have to do any more horrible movies I don't know. I think part of the problem there is he does have that entourage of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The ye- the yes one. people. Yeah. They're saying, "Oh, that's so funny," or "Oh, this is this is great." Yeah, you surround yourself with that same with the same people, and sometimes you 
get you you lose sight of what actually is funny. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, well, I'm, well, I'm not rich and famous like uh, Adam Sandler. So that's can, true. He is uh, powerful. Yeah, he can do what he wants. And we can't. We have to move to Nebraska or um, set up a podcast thing in our basement. So, yeah. On the upside, you do have a basement. I do. Do you not have a basement in Nebraska? Uh, no. We uh, we rent an apartment here. Do you have a shelter in case the tornadoes come? Uh, arguably, yes. <laughs> Nebraska's in Tornado Alley, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there were uh, a number of pretty bad ones earlier in the year. We're at the uh, tail side of them up here. Was there really, were there anything? There's just kind of intense weather in Michigan, but not really tornadoes, right? Uh, you get some tornadoes in Michigan, but uh, okay. for for the most part, it always, I don't know, it's, it's one of those things where now that I'm not there, I have no real idea. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't remember ever seeing like hail or anything. Until I moved to Nebraska, hmm. we had, I know I had tornadoes, had tornadoes living in Michigan, in Indiana, in Ohio, and here, none of them, like none of them seemed terrible. Okay. And I mean, my basement has a building and it's pretty easy to get from my apartment to right, the right. basement. You, there is one. You just slide down the fire pole and then you're there. Oh, actually, I I like to use the uh, teleporter. Oh, nice! Yeah. I pull the uh, heads up on the statues and press the button, and it just the panel goes back, and I'm dressed as a different person by the time I reach the bottom. That seems fantastic. Yeah, that's kind of the only real reason I'd like to own a house. <laughs> so you can put your clothes on hooks down a, a tall pole. Pretty uh, much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Florida built an awesome tree fort in the backyard, but you kind of have to have a kid before people... Or you have to have a kid to do that. Otherwise, your neighbors tend to think you're weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't talk to my neighbors, really. The the older ones next door, they're nice people. I think I introduced... We've been living here for... Five-ish? A little over five years. No, almost six. No, it's got to be six, like, end of last month. Huh. Anyway, uh, I introduced myself to the neighbors to our east, or like the, the wife and her kids, and never met the husband before. We're out there mowing at the same time sometimes, but we've never spoken. So that's a little weird. It's too late now. Well, yeah, but see, now we have this beautiful thing. You can just be like, oh, I accidentally unfriended you on Facebook. <laughs> we should be friends again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't necessarily know if I need... I, well, I don't know. What's this? It's... Yeah, that's, I guess that's just my 
uh, uh, not being good around people, which is what this podcast is here to help alleviate. Still don't think I'm going to introduce myself to my neighbors now. It's too late. Yeah. It'd be too weird now. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, is so, your dinner ready? I, I think you gotta you gotta try to out weird people in the beginning, really. That uh-huh. way, you just never have to worry about it. I think I will start by uh, looking out the window through the blinds, just by putting my index finger and my middle finger and splitting them apart, and just making sure they see me and letting them snap shut, and then eventually come over. Isn't that how the burbs started? Uh, yeah. I think Tom Hanks was looking at the neighbors through that, and then they came over, and he was right to be suspicious. Good. I may have chosen the wrong wrong uh, adjective there. <laughs> so, I, I'm pretty sure I meant weird. Okay. I think you took it as creepy. Um, they're kind of the same thing. I will, I will, no, you're, you are... I'll I'll take something weird and make it creepier. I'd, I'd say there's a, a slight nuance there. I, uh-huh. I can't describe it well, but you ever have that moment where you you meet somebody and you you just can't decide: am I weirder than this person, or are they weirder than I am? Because if if they're weirder than you, you just kind of get to be yourself. But mm-hmm. if you're weirder than them, you might have to rein it in. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell from first blush. Oh, I think that's the first time I've ever said that, too. First blush? Who the hell says that? Um, uh, old ladies, probably. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Scarlet from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> I don't know if she actually says that. Uh, yeah, it's hard. Um, yeah. It's hard to give a... F- get a first impression or give a first impression. I think too much is put on first impressions too. I mean, if yeah. if we're all freaked out about what people are going to think all the time, we're not going to be ourselves when we meet them anyway. And then we're just wasting time. That's true. What's the point of meeting a fake person? Yeah. Well, Daryl. I don't know. You want to wrap this up? Uh... Possibly. I am, I am told that my uh, my dinner is getting cold. Though oh, I you... did have one question that I, I wanted to ask okay. you when I signed up for this. Sure, sure. That question is, what is the best advice that you were ever given that you did not take? Hmm. Best advice I was given? That I don't know. That seems... Hmm. Let me think. Do you do you have an answer for that question? Uh, the best advice that I was given that I didn't take was take more vacations. Hmm. If you're wondering what the best answer I've ever heard when asking a question, it was jump. <laughs> okay. But I I assume you didn't really need to know that, but. Right, no. One of those questions that I like to I like to ask people I don't know because it 
kind of revealed a lot about the way they think about yeah. their lives. I don't know if I've been pretty pretty open uh, recently, I guess, with anything. But yeah, I guess when I was, uh, you know, in college, I probably could have taken more risks, but I don't know if anyone uh, gave me that advice. Um, I can't think of any good advice that anyone's given me that I haven't, like, oh, I'll follow those instructions. Yeah. I think, you know, I try to, try to take risks now and try to open myself up and not be embarrassed because then you're not going to try yeah I try I try it doesn't mean I do it all the time or I'm very good at it but you know you're never going to get anywhere if you don't try things but that that even that doesn't answer your question because it's it's something I've done and some, not something I haven't oh I don't know now I feel bad because I don't have an answer I'm sorry. The the point is not to make you feel bad. I just you're trying to get the one up on me. You're trying to one up me, just like your evil twin. That's that's possible. Though uh, I will argue that we're not drinking shots of whiskey, or at least I'm not. <laughs> so uh, it's probably not the same kind of one upsmanship. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. We will, uh, uh, in, uh, I went to the U of M for two years for theater. And then I got, I auditioned for, uh, CalArts out in California. And my dad said, you know, what, you know, it's a lot of money, but, you know, we'll find some way to make it happen. And I drove out to Chicago and auditioned and made it in. And I decided that I didn't want to put anyone in that position, I guess, that they would have to uh, to scrounge or to to sacrifice to you know, put me out there. So, you know, I ended up uh, still here. And, I don't know, it's not really advice, but just kind of turning down the option of doing that is probably as close as an answer as I've as I've got for you. Eh, things would have been different no matter what you do. Well, that's, I mean, unfortunately, that's part of life. Yeah. Cool. But you know, now I'm here and I've met a lot of great people and doing this and doing fun things. So, you know, who knows what was right. There's no right. It's just what you do. Yeah. All right. Good. Let's end the, 
that on a nice heavy heavy note. Unless there's another nightmare I'm, you want to say. I'm sorry for making it dark again. <laughs> no, that was, uh, I am totally fine with dark. Uh but yeah, this has been uh this has been an enlightening conversation. Thanks for uh It was a pleasure, sir. Yeah, it was a pleasure for me too. Thanks for jotting down your information and sending it my way. Not a problem. All right. And uh thank you for entertaining me for I'm gonna guess we're on the order of nine or ten hours now. Yep, yep. Well we'll we'll see if you're entertained re listening to this. Uh or if you want to subtract that from the from the entertainment I've already given you. Chances are I'm going to hate the way that I sound recorded. Eh, but. You just need to record yourself more. That you know that's going to be your newest advice. You don't follow. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's probably true. I almost definitely won't do that. Right. All right. Go eat your dinner, Daryl. All right. Have All right. a great one, Art. Right. You too. Bye. Good deal. Did you count how many times I said good deal in that hour and 15 minutes? It was a lot. I said it a lot. I said it a whole bunch. So there was my conversation with Daryl. Thank you, Daryl, for being a willing participant. Started off awkward. You know, I, I don't, I still don't have the beginnings down. I still don't know how to naturally get into a conversation. And maybe I'm just trying to avoid the standard, where are you from? How's the weather where you are at? because it seems so easy or so boring. It seems to be a good enough way to get people talking about where they're from and what they think. So maybe I'm looking at this wrong. Maybe, and maybe all conversations should start out with, where are you from? Maybe not, though. Is there a better way? Uh, you, can, you can leave a comment on this episode of Better Strangers over at the noisepicnic.com website if you... <laughs> Have some ideas on another way to start a conversation, because I am at a loss. Good deal, right? Good deal. Again, with all these getting to know you podcasts, we start getting a little more comfortable about halfway through our conversation, and I think that makes sense. You're not necessarily instantly going to have a rapport with someone right off the bat, maybe in some special circumstances, but not over the phone, not making cold calls to a stranger, I think is pretty par for the course. And we got pretty serious at the end there, so that was interesting. I'm, I'm interested in how much I, you know, I like getting all the information out of these guests or these uh, conversational participants, but I'm also surprised to see what I offer up or what information I give out that I normally wouldn't. So there's some stories I, I don't normally tell. I think I'm finding more stories as I go along. I always thought, well, I don't have that many stories or that many anecdotes or anything like that to add to a conversation, so maybe that's why I don't have them. But as I keep going, I keep remembering things that maybe I've pushed back or maybe just forgotten in general. Um, I've always wondered how, like, David Sedaris remembers all these stories from his childhood because I can't remember anything in that much detail and sure I'm sure he takes some liberties here and there but the story I can see the stories are in there they're just I don't have them right at my grasp and I need a conversation or something like this to bring them out and tell them so yeah let's wrap it up that was enough analyzation of the conversation thank you Daryl again for 
visiting. If you'd be so kind, please go onto iTunes and type in Better Strangers and go to the Better Strangers iTunes page. Click subscribe, then uh, rate and review the podcast because that really helps people, new people, find the podcast. You can also subscribe rate on the noisepicnic.com website. That's where Better Strangers is hosted, along with a couple of other uh, wonderful podcasts. Thanks, as always, to Brad Sucks from bradsucks.net for providing the theme music. He has a Creative Commons license on all of his wonderful music, so go out there, support him, buy his albums like I did. And if you would like to have a conversation with me, just like I had with... Well, not exactly like I had with Daryl, but like the one I had with Daryl. Maybe not even like it. If you want to have a conversation with me, let's just leave it at that. Go on to noisepicnic.com, click on Better Strangers, and over on the right-hand column, click on the Submit Your Information link, and you will be able to put in your name, phone number, email address, and I will end up giving you a call. Maybe sooner rather than later, as Daryl found out. So that's it for the week. I hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, tell everyone you know to enjoy it, too. All right, that's it. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay listening to this podcast.